gonna, it's happening. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. back to. Welcome back to Bloody Babbles. <laughs> It's been a hot minute since we've recorded because I had to go on vacation and watch my cousin get married. Got and it, to? You got to. It was I got awesome. to. Yeah, it took us longer to walk down the aisle than it did to say our vows. It was fantastic. <laughs> so lots has happened since we last recorded because we pre-recorded everything before I went on vacation. So we've added some internationalers. And I know I post them always on Instagram, but I can't exactly. I want to say it was the Philippines and Portugal and Germany. Hey, thanks, guys. Hi. Thanks for listening. So, yeah. So, now we're up to 16 different countries. Sweden, Philippines, Portugal, South Africa. That sounded weird. Swell? Swell, South Africa. Okay. Okay. Now they're gone, but it's fine. (laughs) Germany, Ecuador, New Zealand, Mexico, France, Singapore, Ireland, Norway, Australia, India, United Kingdom, and Canada. We love you all. Thank you. We love you guys so much. Oh, my God. There's so many things. There's so many things we're going to talk about before we start telling you about this wackadoodle story that I found, because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um. So now, okay, I know we always talk about, oh, you can donate to us on, on um, Anchor, but I delved into literally today. Um, we now have a Patreon, which Ooh. is where you, there's three different tiers. Um, do I remember? I know the first tier, I think is it's $3, $10, and $20 is what you can donate on each tier level. Each tier, you get more goody things. That's another thing we'll talk about here in a second. <clears throat> the first it one. also helps us to put the money toward things to make this podcast even better. Yes, we're going to look into getting you guys some things as rewards, yeah. but like this helps us to update yeah. our uh, equipment, if you will. Yeah, more <laughs> things, even though our equipment is quite fancy, um, and I still don't completely understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been messing with the soundboard, so I hope this one sounds really, really like a lot better. We did some uh, testies, as I call them, because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think, no, uh, Kelly came up with that. So, um, obviously it's me and Shauna tonight. Hello. Hi, 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 hello. Um, yes. So patreon.com slash bloody babbles podcast. I know the first, I think it's bitty babbles, bitty babblers, it's bitty babblers for the first tier. And then it's bumping up babblers or bumping something, something babblers. Bumping ugly. Bumping bumping up babblers. And then the last, or the $20 tier is bitching babblers because, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm like, I love this alliteration and Kelly, I think, is going to eat it up as well. So hopefully next week we can get all three of us in the same room and record things. So that was the first thing. But yeah, we've got some merch items that we're going to be giving to people <laughs> when they subscribe to us and give, donate to us because it's exciting. I'm pumped. We don't even know what they look like, which is a little crazy and funny, but oh, you didn't have to be that honest, but, okay. <laughs> but they're going to be bad. And we're still working on getting um, fun little logos that I'm going to turn into stickers because I want to put one on my car. <gasps> Yeah, and possibly tote bags. So if you guys have other ideas, to, my goats. Um, his, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I that couldn't help she, myself. That would be awesome. Yeah, totes. Um, eventually t-shirts too. I mean, we want to do all these things, and because I follow, you know, several podcasts, especially, and me and Kelly have referenced them quite a bit. I love Morbid, and they have some pretty rad merch. So 
I'm like, I just wish I was more creative. <laughs> so I can there. design we're things. Getting there. We're getting but we're there. just, I mean, we're only 14 episodes in. This is number 14, which still seems crazy to me. Yeah. And we hit over a thousand plays. I, and I, a lot, I was like, I was shook. I was at work and I was like, oh my God, we sat at 999 for like ever. And then my brother, Philip, hey, he's <laughs> like, hey, I just, I'm starting to listen to your podcast. And he hit a thousand for us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, cool, what do I get? And I'm like, I'll give you a sticker whenever we make them. <laughs> he's like, cool. And he's got a cool blog, um, a cool blog out. So if you want to go read some really um, deep in depth into his brains, it's called Channeling Forward. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a website. I don't know what he uses. Go follow his Twitter. It's Phil Marshall, I think. 80, well, I'll just put it in our show notes because I don't know. <laughs> I retweeted a lot on my Twitter, you know, so follow us on Twitter and you'll see that too. <laughs> I am a mess. But okay, do you want to hear what I'm going to tell you about today? Yes. Okay, I'm going to tell you the story about Cropsy. Okay. Who is an urban legend that becomes a real legend. Oh. And it's really unsettling. Okay. There'll be trigger warnings because there are children that are involved in death to them and sad things. Okay. So this is, um, I kind of did this a little different because I watched, there's a documentary that you can go and watch on YouTube called Cropsy, <laughs> C-R-O-P-S-E-Y, by Joshua Zeman and Barbara Brancasio. Is how I'm gonna guess it. I practiced saying that like 44 times. Um, but it there's a bunch of children. Okay, I just need. I did my notes different, so I just kind of did it like cliff notes. So I'll be able to just kind of talk about it because I just watched this like the other day, and then there was another. Oh gosh, brain fart. Another documentary about this place where Cropsy, aka Andre Rand, worked, and that messed me up. Okay. It was a lot. And they're both on YouTube, so you can go watch them. But if you want to hear us talk about them, then hi. We're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, we have 38 of the United States. I forgot to mention that. That's hey. pretty. We have someone at the Air Force Base in Alaska. Ooh, thank you. I'm like, thank you for your service and listening to yes, us yes, two yeah. Kansas girls. <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> three Kansas girls. <laughs> Sometimes four when Bailey's here. There's just a whole gaggle of babblers. We love you. We I love, love each other. I love everybody I like I just like looking it up and seeing and seeing where all these people are from and just like it blows my mind mm-hmm. every time I get a new international listener I'm like guys look at me what is that was probably really loud I'm so sorry okay so we're gonna so, have to make a mark where you actually start the story and be like hey yeah that's usually where I like put in like the the intro music from our fantasy and world music by the Fichter brothers because I always mention them hello um so Cropsy. Where does this originate? Did I write that down? Uh, New York. New York. I think it's New York. You would think I would have wrote that down. I guess we'll probably get to it at some point. Um, But Cropsy is described as a mental patient from Willowbrook. Um, This is about the urban legend. This isn't about the actual dude that does what this urban legend is like said to. Like, I'm really stressed out about these notes. And I actually have a letter, too, that he... Oops, sorry, Zoe. My dogs are here, but hopefully they don't be aggressive like they were the last time. Um, but Cropsy is described to be a mental patient who escaped from Willowbrook um, oh, State School. I was like, none of this is in order, so it's already we're off to a great start. Um, who would snatch kids off the street 
It was speculated he had a hook for a hand or he would carry a bloody axe. It was an old legend to keep kids out of this Willowbrook State School, which is not even really a school. That's what one uh, documentary co like covered on. Like this guy just randomly showed up and was like, I want to see what this place is all about. And, <laughs> and it's very old footage, like back from like the 60s or Ooh. 70s. So it's like super grainy and, but like, oh, just the, oh God, just the way they, like they, these children who are with, you can tell they have special needs, like they, but there was, like this guy sh showed up randomly. And so he got to see, like, yeah, there's flies all over my hair. So um, he gets to see like how these children are living and they're like literally like naked lying on the floor oh. in their own feces and urine and it's just horrific, awful, disgusting. Like it, it's hard to watch. It's hard to listen to because you hear them just screaming and yelling because they're they're supposed to be a school, quote unquote. Right. But these children are just laying around naked. Some of them are naked. Some of them are just sitting in corners there and it's like really dark. I don't know if he like went at a certain time. Um, he doesn't really specify that, but it, oh gosh, actually I think I have it. It's going to be hard to listen to. If you hear that noise in the background, is that your washing machine? My washing machine is alive and well. I finally bought laundry soap <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do laundry. Oh it, yeah, it was Geraldo Rivera. It's the Willowbrook, the last great disgrace. Yeah. So he, he's covered a whole bunch of different things, but that, um, that one's on YouTube. You can go watch it and oof, it's, and like he surprised them. And then the next time they got, uh, permission to bring a camera crew in. And of course everything was clean. The kids were cleaned. They were like all clothed. They were doing different activities. And then he went on a different day. I know he covered building six and building 27 and like, then they went in unannounced. Like they're literally like running across the courtyard, going like to the back of the building to where you're like secret ninja style nice. with the cameraman. And then they're like back in there and it's just no structure. And they talk to one of the nurses and she tells them, she's like, we're understaffed. We have four to five people handling a hundred children. And they're like of all ages. So it's like a mental asylum? Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. That's, okay. they didn't, they call it a state school, but it's an asylum. Okay. Like, and there's like no structure because they like were like defunded. Right. And um, at one point, um, a state senator, a senator of some sort, Magia? No, I just watched it. Now I can't remember his name. So that's great. Um, he went in there and he was like, so you're telling me that you need more money for this place. I'm like, dude, do you not see what you're standing? Like these nurses and they're these kids just naked. Laying on the floor, because some of them are, the one nurse that they interview, she's like, yeah, they're like nudists. Like, some of them take their clothes off as soon as you put them on. Some of them refuse to wear clothes. Like, some of them, which is just part of mental disability. Right, and, and little kids go through that phase, too. Yeah. So not all, but a lot. Luckily, and, my child has not. Even but, I but tried. yeah, so obviously, yeah, it's a mental kind of a yeah. uh, developmental. Yeah, and, and they say a lot with the our word that I don't like to say it often, even though it's like clinically right, but it's just seeing some of these, they like zoom in on some of these chick kids faces and it's just absolutely heart wrenching. And that um, documentary is actually brought up for the Andre Rand case. That documentary being the one about yeah. Elder Rivera? Yeah. Okay. That they make him watch it because he used to work there. He was a, oh, poop. what was he? 
um, like a, I think they said it was Andre Rand. Okay. The guy who this story is all about. Um, I think he was like a physical therapist at one point, or it was said at another part that he may have been a janitor. Like it wasn't like, but he worked there. He worked there. Okay. And so he knows this legend. Um, and Oh yeah. It's in Staten Island. And so this, you know, this starts out all creepy and ominous with the, cause I based most of this off of that, um, Cropsey documentary, which is a separate one by Joshua Zeman and Barbara Broncasio. That's how I'm going to say it. That's fine. Okay. Um, I, I, it just sounds good. Broncasio. But it all starts when, um, 12 year old Jennifer Schweigert went missing in Staten Island and she had Down syndrome. She was so, she just, you just want to hug her. Yes. Like if, don't look up her face cause it'll make you sad. But I'm going to post it on the Instagram whenever we post it. <laughs> yes. Um, they say that uh, Staten Island is like a place where you go to just dispose of things, like dispose of trash, dispose, dispose mm-hmm. of people. That's what how Willowbrook kind of gets looped into this. It's like people who had mentally ill kids would just go take them to this school thinking their kids were being taken care of. And that, that uh, Geraldo <clears throat> Rivera documentary cracked open a whole can of worms but I think for good reason because it's obviously long been shut down but um there was a boy scout camp that was near the state school where this Cropsey urban legend lived Mm -hmm. and it was the generic term for maniac was what Cropsey was and they said that he was hiding in the woods to go and kill kids Cropsey means maniac maniac crazy acting Oh my gosh, we can sit it's me. It's me. You can be on share. It's fine. I got a chair over here. We're just adjusting. We're living our best lives. But yeah, it just, um, but yeah, it was deemed that it was um, for a maniac or that he was a doctor with a knife or the axe or the hook for the hand. Um, but they would, like, they interviewed a bunch of people. They're like, you can't go down to Willowbrook. You got to stay away. Willowbrook is, the park is dangerous because the building is still there. And they had, like, when they shut it down, they, like some kids would slowly like circulate back to it. And they had like this underground system where these kids would like go and live. And that's where it loops in where Cropsy comes to life because these kids go missing and all um, these underground things. Yep. Yeah. Building. Um, yep. yep, yep. People said it smelled of death. It just smelled absolutely awful in there. Even after it had closed down, it just, the one lady who's well, I'm in sure it. They did, like, I'm sure they just closed down and they weren't like, we got to go bleach and disinfect. They, no, they just left it as is. Um, oh. Donna Catunio. Catunio? I have it spelled over here. She's in the documentary quite a bit. And she was just always, the, she's like, She's like, you can walk up to this place and you can just feel how it just, she's like, it just weighs on you. Like, and she's like, sometimes I feel like you can still hear the children crying. And that's why they like speculate that some of them came back and lived in these underground trenches, so to speak. Um, uh, 10 years before it was shut down. I don't know what my notes mean. I'm a mess. Um, some were rehomed. Oh, like when they shut it down, some were rehomed and others went back to Rome under Willowbrook. In July of 1987. Rehomed, like, two different facilities mm-hmm. or homes, homes? They, like, were rehomed to other facilities. Okay. Some did go home. Some went to other facilities. Gotcha. And then some would escape and somehow would end up back at Willowbrook. And then it was July. I don't know any other. Sorry. I keep it no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm trying to understand my notes because I just literally was jotting them down as I was like, okay, this is important. We'll talk about that. Because well, you thought it's right there in your brain and you're yeah. like, oh, 
but then it triggers something. So this is going to be a way different episode. And if you hate this, then I'll go back to my where it sounds super scripted and it's fine because I'm, I handwrite my notes because I feel like that's fun. But, um, but it was July of 1987 when Jennifer, um, Schweiger went missing July 9th. Schweiger, um, S C H W E I G E R. She did. Yeah. Disappeared on July 9th, 1987. Um, her mom, Karen said she was a happy, caring, loving little girl. Um, everyone who searched tunnels under oh, every, like the whole town came together to search for this girl. Like what was her first name again? Jennifer, everyone came together to search for her. They had Hours and hours and hours of search parties. And uh, Donna Catunio that I mentioned, um, she was the founder of Friends of Jennifer. And she would organize search parties um, after the police would stop for the day. Like, like it's on the, like, you, everybody just go watch this. I'll link the YouTube link in our show notes, too. Um, oh, yeah. Is that her missing poster? Yeah. She's just adorable. Like, I have the sweetest cousin. His name is Zach and he's Downs. And I, every time I get to go home and see him, we take the best selfies together. And I mm-hmm. absolutely love that child so very much. He's just the coolest, raddest kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, friends of Jennifer, they would, um, Donna would say after the police were done searching for the day, we would take over and they'd go search for her at night. Like everybody was invested yeah, and like several people the in the, yeah. several people in the documentary were like, if this is one of our own, this could be one of our own kids. Like they say Staten Island, like, you know, they, every, like they reiterate it several times. Like this is like, it's like a, like it's an Island. They just dump your trash there. And right, I'm like, right, right. but I'm like this community of people. So I'm like, this is like the most untrashiest thing I've ever heard. Cause everybody was so invested in this little girl and she was 12, uh, 12, 12, 12. And, um, okay. So, um, Oh, okay. Now I get into talking about like how Andre Rand gets looped into it. He was an orderly. Okay. It wasn't even a therapist or a janitor. Wow. I was way off. Good job, Nicole. Um, he was an orderly that worked at Willowbrook state school from 1966 to 1968. Um, and he lived in the woods. He would go like on just random bouts of just living in various places in, in the woods with quite often where he would could be found like at one point in the documentary they show like an area where it was just like a piece of like I don't even know like not like a tarp but it was like thicker I don't know but they like flip it over and he would just like live underneath it it was like bars and just a piece of tarp to keep him sheltered from the elements um when the they were searching um how Andre's name gets brought into this because, like I said, my notes are very uh, more like bullet points, even though they're not wrote like that. They said Jennifer had been seen with a man who had a green bike. It was like it was like a girly bike that had like a basket on it and it was green. And Ralph Aquino, Aquino, Aquino and Bobby Jensen, who were retired detectives of NYPD, um, said that they had seen Rand with the same bike, just like a couple weeks before she went missing. And that's what was um, told that she was with a man who had a green bike. So um, in the past or in 1969, Andre had been, um, what is it? Charged with sexual misconduct with a nine-year-old girl, but he, yeah, um, he denied it, but um, he was 43 years old when they went to question him about Jennifer and then he ended up getting charged with her kidnapping. And it was said when I 
like little tiny bit. I have notes right here in front of me. I may just reference these websites. It was said that he had like a low um, IQ. IQ, like in like the 70s, like the his IQs in the 70s, and that's really super low. Um, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he was born Frank Russian, 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 R U S. H-A-N, Russian, Frank Russian, and they don't know when he changed his name, um, but there, yeah, he's got, there's five people that they're suspected, because he was all, he was mysterious around, mysteriously around all of these kids when they all went missing, yeah. so we'll, we'll get to those names, too, I'm getting, I, now that I have this in front of me, I feel a little better, but not really, um, yeah, he was 43 years old when he was charged with Jennifer's kidnapping, and they said when it looked like he lost his mind, like whenever you watch the documentary and you see him, like his, he gets those big old like bug eyes, like crazy eyes. Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. like, you know, he's not all there. Right. Like he may as well have been a patient more than say he should a have worker. Been in, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I agree with that a hundred percent. And then he would like, like you could, you could see him. He would, just, he'd be like drooling all over himself. It was, wow. it, it's gross. Like they, they like zoom in on his face and you can just see the drool hanging from his mouth, like a baby. Like, wow. I'm like, Oh, I was like, um, they were like, is he, the, is he just a crazy dude or is he the one to be the kidnapper and the murderer? Murderer. Hello. See both. Yeah. See both. I agree. <laughs> but, um, then there was speculation. Like, did he do this alone? Did, um, where, and where was Jennifer? Like he'd been charged with her kidnapping but we didn't know where she was and um like was he having her moved at night um there was heavy search parties all the time at willowbrook constantly um at one point they okay this is um all right saw they found ground like they would like poke the ground to see if it was soft you know to look for graves yep and it was uh shallow ground with clay balls which I didn't understand that, but I guess like clay helps. It was like to try and like throw it off, I guess. Okay. Um, so they started digging and I mean, like, I guess it, clay would harden faster. Oh, maybe that's, that makes sense. So there was, yeah, the soft ground with clay balls. They started digging and, um, it was in the documentary that Donna says as soon as like, it was her and her search crew that found Jennifer. Oh, like boy. they said, as soon as you started digging, you could smell what? death. Ugh. Yeah. So, okay, sorry to kind of, like, no, that's mush fine. it together a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So tell the whole story of, like, the legend. Tell tell that, and then let's get back on with Dieter. Well, I mean, that, it was just, like, he was, the it was hook just... hand or the, the... Or a bloody axe or a large knife. Like, and, he and it just, was... He'd kill children was the legend? Yeah, that he would come out of the woods and he would just find children. Okay. Especially children with special needs. Okay. Okay, you might have said that, and I might have been whacked out. Brushed out of it. <laughs> she, had a, she had a sugar load. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, I mean, that's basically all they talk about. Okay. And um, Joshua, who does the uh, Cropsey documentary, like, he talks about it like that was the legend of Cropsey was he was this creepy old man who either had some type of weapon, and he would snatch kids, especially kids from Willowbrook. Like, that so was that's his... interesting, is that... To your knowledge, or not to be demeaning lack thereof. Um, oh, right. <laughs> no, but I don't mean it like, but is that where we grew up with the stories of like, I'm sure you heard the hook stories. And yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, we had some bonds from that, yeah, probably. And, Interesting. And, like, it's all kind of... Yeah, it all fits in with different similar legends around different parts of the country. It's really interesting. But um, so now we're back to where they found um, her shallow grave um, of Jennifer. I don't know when. I don't know if I have that wrote down. Um, they Oh, when her parents came up to the site, her father, they wouldn't let her father go in to see if it was her. Like there was oh. so they they wouldn't let them because they wanted to not disturb evidence. Um, but her body was found 150 yards from Rand's campsite where he had been currently living. But there was no physical evidence that tied Rand to her murder. Um, but he was convicted of kidnapping, but not murder due to not enough evidence. Um, he ended up being sentenced 25 years to life and was eligible for parole in 2008. I know this is jumping way ahead, but well, I guess it's in that moment. But um, he was denied parole. When it, but his next parole, we'll get to that because it's uh, it's. Sorry, no, you were right. It says um, in the mid-1960s, Rand worked as a custodian, orderly, and physical therapist at okay. Willowbrook State School. Well, and it, and it wasn't uncommon for people to, like, have multiple jobs well, because yeah, when they're, they're so short-staffed, mm -hmm. so short-staffed. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yep, yeah, I put that again. Okay, so they, they covered, um, like I said, four other cases besides Jennifer's. And I wrote down, and I get into each of their stories, but I wrote down um, their names. The first one is Thais Jackson. Um, she was 10, and she had a, a learning disability. And she went missing on August 13, 1983, which was four years before Jennifer. Um, Hank Gaforia, he was 21 years old. He went missing on June 9, 1984. He was, um, that was 15- or he had the IQ of a 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. And they they said he looked like a young Mick Jagger. Like, that's really? how they described him. And when you look at him, like, he, he had the long hair. And he really, he loved music, too. So, um, he was, he went missing three years before Jennifer. Um, Holly Ann Hughes was a big, is a big name. So, that will come back to her. She was um, seven years old. She went missing July 15th, 1981, which was six years before Jennifer. And then... Um, Alice Pereira, I don't know if they said yeah. that, Pereira, she was five years old, and she went missing July 7th, 1972, which was 15 years before um, Jennifer. And these are all cold cases. Um, none of them have been found. If none they're, of them? Th none. Um, they've all been connected to Rand, because we'll get to that. But Sorry, um, stop. but they're all. <laughs> Sorry, they hurt the doggy. My my niece keeps licking me. She's always she's she's <laughs> a stress. Zoe the dog, my niece, my well, her niece. <laughs> yeah, Zoe's a dog. <laughs> Maybe I'll post. I'll make a meme with her at some point, or be like, go do this for our podcast. Um, but thank you, Zoe. But um, okay. Um, yeah, Rand went to prison. Where his stories went cold, he refused to talk to anyone. He went to prison for um, the kidnapping of Jennifer Schweigert, but he was not charged with her murder because there was literally no evidence that could connect him to it. Um, so, ew, that was so loud. So if you hear that slopping, that was gross. So twenty, uh, so um, yeah, that that's basically where that stopped. They get like we'll get into the other cases, but it goes twenty years. He ends up on trial again for kidnapping of um, Holly Ann Hughes, who's the five, seven-year-old. She was seven. Um, 
it was really emotional because her her one her both her brothers come on screen on the in the documentary and her one brother was just like I just I just I just miss her so much and I'm like "Ah, ah, I just want to hug you I got emotional like watching it like it's it's a lot and then her other brother Sean um he's like she's being treated like a person like she's a person not a lost wallet like he like they felt like they just didn't care about his seven-year-old sister who was missing um Oh, I think I was going to try and play that, but that's okay. Um, yeah, she was, um, went missing July 15th, 1981. She was very outgoing, friendly. She was a warm, typical seven-year-old is what her dad, Peter said. Um, I think there was, I think Peter and his wife, all these parents were like, like having custody issues at that point. I don't think they were together anymore. So they were having, they were at odds and then she went missing and just everything just goes awful. Um, they would receive strange phone calls at various times throughout the day and nights, um, lying about saying where Holly was, or people would say that they had her, like they just kept her. And it was, ugh, I just, I couldn't imagine. I think we, I can't remember what case we talked. Oh, it was did the James Boulder case where they, what some lady was claiming on Twitter to be James's ghost and was trying to message James's mother. Yeah. Like, why do you, like how, how sick in your head can you be just to, lie about where a child was or, oh, but, um, but the day that Holly miss went missing, Rand was on the same street that she was. Um, Jennifer was found to help. Oh, they said that Jennifer Schweiger went missing and then was murdered and then was found to help Holly Ann's case to be brought to life is I think what is what her mother said. Uh, Jennifer's mother. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was very like brave of her. She's like, she's like, even from this tragedy of happening, Jennifer's still helping. And I bet more than likely she's going to open the other cases of like Thais and um, Hank and uh, Alice. Uh, Okay. And then uh, Dwayne Felton, who was a defense attorney for Rand and Larry Simon. It was Dwayne Felton and Larry Simon. These two pretty, awesome defense attorneys who were representing Rand because they then opened the case for Holly because they went deep into her kidnapping because it was easy to tie Rand because he was there the day she went missing. Gotcha. So this, that was another part of the documentary and, and they go in like they go, well, they can't go into the trial because Rand made it very sure that cameras could not get inside. Um, the prosecution, William L. Murphy, who was a Staten Island district attorney. Um, he's like, this is what happens or and what can be done when people remain vigilant about trying to find something and helping uncover uh, what needs to be said. And the people who created the documentary, they like sent letters to um, Rand and like tried to get him to talk. Mm. But his, for being someone who's like of low IQ, like the way his letters were kind of weird because they show him and like, if he called, he's like, Joshua has to be the one to answer. And he had their phone number wrote at the top. And then he was just very specific about what he could. And I'm sure his lawyers advised what they could and couldn't say. But um, at the very end of it, um, we'll get there. I'm, I like to jump ahead because I just, I'm remembering all of it as I'm talking about it. I'm just like, oh, there's just so many things. Okay. Um, Donna kept digging. Um, she, she 
they she still constantly they very focus in on Willowbrook because they feel like that's where Holly Alice and many other children are buried. They think that's where they're all at at some point. Like even during the documentary, at one point, nothing came of it, but there was like um, tapes and different. Uh, there was like a kid's shoe and just like a bag of food or something, and the ground was really soft, so they ended up digging there, but there wasn't anything there. But it was just kind of random wow. that there was just. They're like, oh, yep, we're going to look into this. Um, Trina and Devin, John, those kids. Why did I rate that? They've got those new things now where oh. you, they do the, like this sonar is probably not the right word, um, into the ground where you can see if there's things under the ground that shouldn't be there. Right. When, when looking for bodies or yeah. whatever. Wonder. Well, I, I'm like, I don't know how, what recently they've done. Like, I based it all off this documentary, gotcha. which I know people get probably frustrated and they're like, now I'm going to have to go look it up myself. I'll be like, <laughs> let's get, then like, that gives people to look into more things. Especially and... like, especially if it's someone, because I know, I know we have, I know we have a listener in Brooklyn, New York, but, <laughs> um, but I know we have, like, we may get more listeners and maybe some people, if you're from New York or you know, or you've lived there, like, write into us if you know anything about this story. Oh, I see it's, that. Here it says, seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes did not return home after going to the store to get a bar of soap with her friend. Yeah, she had 27 cents and the soap was 31 cents. And the kid who was working the counter remembered her coming in. And she's like, my old man gave her a real hard time about not, not having enough change and wouldn't sell the soap to her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think I have that wrote down in here. Oh, okay, so come back to Donna because she... Oh, let's leave it. She's oh my dog just yelped in her sleep. She's so cute. Um, Donna had a special needs child, um, her son, and so she was she was worried. Like she's like, what if Rand got out? She's like, would he come after me? Would he come for my kids? Like that was one thing. She's like, he's just you can look at him and you know there's just something that's not there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, oh, and okay. So while Rand was in prison, he he was in the same prison where, that um, the son of Sam, David Berkowitz, went, and another murderer was Joel Steinberg. I never heard of Joel Steinberg, but I'm like, oh, son of Sam. Oh, right. So you've never watched Mindhunter. Oh, <laughs> you should. <laughs> well, even even the guy who plays plays David Berkowitz, yeah. like their yeah, resemblances yeah, are fantastic. Super. So great show go to look into. watch that Netflix sponsor us. Hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Joshua tried to speak to Rand, but he said um, only via phone and he could only, yeah, that only would speak to Joshua. And then um, now it's brought to light that they were going to charge Rand with Holly Ann Hughes, um, her kidnapping, not her. Well, they, they didn't deem it murder because yeah, I mean, there's nobody. Right. 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 And um, he was, yeah, very adamant about no cameras being in court. Um, his aunt lived in the same building as Rand. Uh, what? Rand's aunt lived in the same building as Rand. I'm stupid. As Holly Ann Hughes. And he was visiting the night that Holly went missing. And then, like you said, she went to the deli down the street with 27 cents to get a bar of soap at 9.30 p.m. Um, gel- jelly. Okay, sorry. Jelly. His name is Jimmy, and then I was thinking of Holly, and it came out to be Jelly because I put them together. Hello. Jimmy, I'm going to say Rassius. Rassius. He was the clerk um, at the Port Richmond Deli, and he said that Holly was very quiet. She didn't have much to say to anybody, and that the soap was 31 cents, and um, he remembered she was shortchanged and that they were giving her a hard time and wouldn't give her the bar of soap. And then 
then he said he also remembered Hank Gaffario too, who was um, the 21 year old who had like the IQ of a 15 year old. Gotcha. Like he remembered, um, he remembered seeing Gaffario with Rand at 3 a.m. one night at a diner, and that they were sitting together, and I, that was this around the same time that Hank went missing. Yeah. Um, and we get in. Okay, okay, Nicole, so, simmer down, simmer down. You're fine, you're fine. I just. <laughs> You guys got to go watch this documentary. It's a little over an hour long, but you can watch it on YouTube and it's free. So you're welcome. Go now before they hear this. And they're like, no, we're going to charge you. Um, okay. Uh, Rand was questioned about Holly Ann. Um, unusual said she. Oh, oh, because the night he saw her, he said that she was very, very dirty. He said her legs were dirty and her hands were dirty. And he said he gave her the money to go buy the soap. Because he saw her at, because his aunt lived there and he was visiting the aunt. On the night she was, this little girl went missing, but Holly, there wasn't like, she wasn't like special, she wasn't, didn't have special needs. So that, that was kind of, um, out of norm for what compared to the other kids that were also missing. Um, so Christine Gosling, I don't know why I put her name here, but she was the detective sergeant of missing person squad um for long-term cases in nypd and she was a part of this case i just wrote their names down i'm like um you deserve recognition because yes. they were everybody was well maybe she was the one who talked about um Thaise jackson who went missing on august 13th 1983 um she had four siblings with her and lived with her mom and they lived in a welfare hotel um, her her older brother had left Thais with an older man she was talking to that looked like andre and Thais, oh, she's super cute. I think she had like maybe like a, a lazy eye. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it mm -hmm. is. But oh my gosh, she had the cutest smile. She's so, so precious. And um, yeah. She's, she's 11, little, right? Yes. And um, I think that's all I wrote about her. Like, but that, that was just another connection that he, it looked very similar to Rand and they saw him talking to her and her brother left her with him. And that was the last time he saw his sister. Gross. I'm like, oh, I bet that brother feels horrible. Horrible. Zoe, please stop. Zoe? Come here. Zoe, go to bed like she, she. Okay. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, so they went back to his campsite and extensively searched it with dogs. Um, Jack Whitford was the Appleton Civilian Observation Patrol, and he helped search for um, Holly Ann for years and years and years. And he's just like, he's just like, I don't know why. He's like, I would be up late at night, and I would just, I'd leave my house and go look for her. Like it, he's like, it ate at me for the longest time. Um, but Rand, of course, refused to speak about the kidnapping. Some people think he was guilty. Some didn't. Some thought he was framed. Like there was like, it was back and forth with a lot of people about like his involvement and what the extent of it was. And I mean, his lawyers, they fought like hard. They're like, you have nothing. You, you don't have anything to tie him. These, yeah. I mean, yeah, except eyewitness accounts, which we know. And when it comes to this, eyewitness accounts are basically next to nothing. Right. Um, Robert Graham was a, was a suspect at one point and he knew Rand. And when they did his interview with him, I'll have to post a picture of him too. I'll get all these people's names down when we release this, but he just, I didn't, he creeped me out. Like, I feel like he could have been a part of it just because of how he, he just seems so creepy. Who? And Which th one? this is a uh, Robert Graham. He was, okay. he was a suspect at one point in the kidnapping, gotcha. but okay. he was apparently let off somehow, but uh, maybe after we're done recording, I'll let you watch just his little bit because you'll get it. 
Like he's just, uh, it, it didn't sit right with me. Um, Rand uh, was said to have drove a Volkswagen, which was a Volkswagen bug, which Bundy? was, what? <laughs> Bundy. I know Bundy. I know that's exactly what I said, but um, they show a still shot on the street near Hellian's home. Um, which I mean, obviously, I mean, if his aunt lived there, like there's just too many, too many coincidences, coincidences yeah. like, and they zoom in and they're like, that's his bug. Like you can just wow. tell. So apparently don't drive a bug because you're going to just end up being a serial killer. Oh, not a light colored one anyway. Yeah. And it, okay. and it was, and it was, <laughs> it was light colored. Yeah. I, I want to, I almost want to say it was like yellow or something, but don't quote me on that. Hey, I don't remember what it was. yellow or I think bunnies, right? Bunnies was a light color. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, okay. Babble time. Um, like there was a meme recently, like that someone shared, um, um, this guy was like, my girlfriend took my passenger seat out of my car, so I can't have any other bitches riding in me, in it with me. And I'm like, ah, you know who else did that? Bundy. (laughs) And that's exactly what I shared on my Facebook page. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. Your girlfriend's trying to turn you into a serial killer, or she's going to kill you. You need to get out of there, my friend. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah, they talked about his Volkswagen. Suspected he had others help help him, and he passed the kids around at night. Um, Andre, They said that Andre may have dug up the bodies and would have sex with the corpses. Uh, necrophilia. It's a perfectly normal necrophilia. That was, yeah, and there was just, uh, that was completely speculation. It was just total mystery and bizarre is what I wrote down. So, um... We jump into the week, the third week of Hollyan's kidnapping uh, trial. Um, like I said, it was all I, I don't know, <laughs> yep. eyewitness testimonies, but he would only give vague detail. There was like the details that were given were trash. Um, the people held back details for 20 years, and most of these people that came in, you know, 20 years later to come in for this trial were alcoholics and drug addicts, and um, this one girl, they like focused in on this one girl and she just, you just can tell she's done some shit in her life. Gotcha. And, um, they said that the night that Holly Ann was taken, they said that they saw him talking to her, but they said he was like wearing a mask of some sort and that he had candy and that he looked sketchy. And they're like, they're like, well, did he have like an actual mask on his face or was his hat pulled down? And you couldn't see him very well. She's like, oh no, he was wearing a mask. And he had a bag of candy and Holly Ann just walked right up to him and took the candy from him. I'm like, I, 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 I want to hit you. And why didn't you tell someone 20 years ago? Yeah, like you why? were, you were also a child. Like this girl was like, I was, it was a, a girl who was her friend and now I'm mad. I don't know her name, but I'm like, you're useless. Um, uh, when being taken back to the prison, Andre was asked, what do you have to say to Staten Island community? He said, they're perpetrators of a fraud. They are perpetrators of a fraud. So I'm like, okay. But like, you can straight up hear him saying that. Like he turns back or he's getting on the bus to go back to the prison. And that's what he says. So then it jumps to Alice Pereira, who was, who went missing on July 7th, 1972. She lived with her mom. Um, I don't know. Oh, and her mom had um, multiple sclerosis. Um, Andre Rand was a maintenance man near her home. And then they interviewed her aunt and it was, her aunt got so emotional. I'm like, I just, I just want to hug all these people. Um, she was very teary and she's like, we just want closure. She's like, um, oh, okay. 
And I think that at one point she's like, yeah, he was a maintenance worker and he would stand over there in that corner and he would just watch our house. He'd just stand there and watch. Oh. And I'm like, that's oh. so, and like knowing what he looks like, like with his crazy oh. eyes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rather unsettling. Yeah. To say the least. And, um, uh, in one of his letters to Joshua, the documentary, documentary maker, he wrote that evilness sells about documentary and movie makers. Like people, like people were wanting his story. Like people were like, here, we'll give you money if you tell us your story. And, yeah. and he like, I don't know if he fed into it, but yeah. And then now we get into it where, uh, Leon, Leonard, 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 Leonard D'Alessandro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, retired detective from NYPD said that Rand was into satanic cults. So I'm um, like, why not? Why not just throw that spin on it? Yeah. Um, that they would have satanic ceremonies f- to worship the devil. Um, it was And it was linked to the kids disappearing. Um, just another... It, like, that wasn't the original Cropsey story, but they, they worked that into sure. it, saying, oh, yeah, Cropsey's like this devil thing that'll take your kids and sacrifice them to Satan. Um, dig up their bodies and yep. have sex with them. Yeah, yeah. delicious. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Zoe, Church of... I'm going to let her outside. Okay. So, no. Zoe, I <sighs> know I need to shower, but my gosh. Doggies are going outside. Okay. So, um, I lost my... Okay, so it was Church of the Process, which was selling kids like David Berkowitz. Um. Yeah helped him cause his crimes oh okay so church of the process is also the church that david berkowitz son of sam who named himself because that's what winners do um (laughs) (laughs) um uh they said that that helped that same church helped david berkowitz cause his crimes which is why andre rand of course got warped into it as well what church Uh, church of the process which was a satanic church Okay. Um, they'd have satanic black masses. Uh, Rand brought Jennifer to sacrifice her, but Rand didn't kill her is what everyone speculated that he, he handed her off to this church of the process, um, to cleanse their souls or get whatever, get whatever they can from whatever devil worshiping bullshit that they could just make this story even wackier. Yeah, fine. See? Had you just given her the fucking self, none of this would have happened. Sorry. <laughs> it was different Sorry. child. Sorry. But it's I, fine. But still. Give him all the soap. <laughs> give him 31 cents. It was four cents off. Like what? Wait, no. Yes. Four cents. Um, so another asylum was built, and it was built the exact same way. Looked exactly really? like Willowbrook, and it's called Pilgrim State Asylum. Um and they, but they called it an asylum. Interesting. Yeah. Pilgrim State Asylum. And, like, it's identical. Like, wow. if you look up both of them, I have a lot of pictures. We may have to have two parts of pictures on Instagram. Two parts of pictures. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah. Uh, they went and they actually spoke to Rand's sister. And um, they blurred out her face. Like, she's like, she's like, I don't need to be like, associated. I don't, don't want to be associated with this. Yeah. But she's yeah. like. They did, like, they asked her a few questions, and she's like, we weren't abused, we weren't neglected. She's like, we lived really good, um, uh, we lived pretty good lives, like, our parents weren't, like, not involved with us. Um, she said that to the documenters that they were being manipulated by Rand, and that they were, they were, he was just using them as pawns, just to give him more, like, fame and notoriety, which, I mean, 
I'm like, maybe he's not as low IQ as they thought. Maybe it's just all an act because he would just like, he would become, he'd like start talking to these people and then he would just get that glazed over look. And then he just start drooling. Maybe he's a diabetic. Sorry. That's what happens to me when I'm having a lip. In case no one knows, my sister is the type one diabetic and it's rough. Times. <laughs> he needs something about our stat. I'm ruling stat. God. Oh my goodness. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, deliberations at Holly Ann's trial. They, it was 23 years after her disappearance. So they deliberated for, I don't remember if they, I put how long it is. Oh, well, we're almost to the end of my notes. We're actually doing pretty good. So that's great. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, but there's more. But wait, there's wait, more. There's, there's more. more. Drool. Drool. I hope you enjoyed that sound because I'm drooling because I'm drinking soda. Dr. Pepper, cream soda, sponsor us. I'm the reason you still exist because there's not a Dr. Pepper shortage because I buy it constantly. But do you prefer the cream soda? Sorry, Babbles. Oh, yeah, okay. I do. It's cracked to me. So if you guys want to send it to me, um, I'll get a P.O. Yeah, box set up. And we'll donate, just that goes toward Nicole's addiction. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You'll get merch and I get soda and everyone's happy. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mr. Musket, um, Charles Musket, who was a reverend, um, that he get, yeah. For Satanism or just for good no, stuff? This okay. is, no, he's an actual, like, good person. Okay. And he, but he housed Rand. Like, he let him live with him mm -hmm. um, when he was under speculation about being a part of Jennifer's uh, missing before okay. he was actually charged. Um, while under suspicion of being the kidnapper of Jennifer, he housed him silently and some people thought he was Rand's friend. He said Rand took Jennifer because her family didn't want her and she was alone. Um, this is every, this is what this uh, reverend said to, or what Rand said to the reverend, he felt people with mental handicaps shouldn't be alive. Oh, so that's why Rand ended up kidnapping her and taking her away from her family because he felt like her family didn't want her anymore and that they would be better off without her. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. He said these girls came from families who didn't want them around. Rand's mother had, I guess, okay, she had mental issues, but he said they didn't need to grow up and have children, so he took them out. That's what he was doing to help these okay. families. That's where, that's just... Oh, well, bless his heart. Yeah, just take children from their <laughs> fucking families. Yeah. It's fine. Goodness. People said yeah. he was demonized and possessed. Oh. Um, that, oh, that, that was one of the things that Donna had said, that he... Um, these children didn't need to grow up and have children of their own, so he took them out. This is what Dan, Donna Catunio, who is one of the searchers who helped find Jennifer and is still continuing, or had continued to help search for children. Um, okay, so then that was when they had him watch the documentary about Willowbrook that Geraldo Rivero did, and they said he cried. His eyes rolled, and then he started drooling. Like, he started crying, and then he went into, like, this trance, like, where he just, like... Like, all intelligence left his brain. Yeah, Yaksville, man. Like, yeah, it's a little rough. <sighs> yeah, I'm totally watching this tonight. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I really think Vince will enjoy it as well. Well, if he's... Yes, okay. Make I'm it. not even going on that rant, so... Yeah. <laughs> he um, this or not. It's, okay, it's yeah. Uh, he had crazy eyes that the staff was... Vic oh, he said that the staff that worked at Willowbrook was victims, too, while he was watching the documentary. And that's... 
yeah, good luck watching if you're going to watch that one as well. Um, but yes. then he was dun, 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 found guilty of Holly Ann's kidnapping. Yay! Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. So um, Holly Cedarholm, who was Holly Ann's mother, said she's... He, oh, this almost got me. Said she's watching, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And she's... And they, like, they finally walked out. And they're like, we we may not have a body, but this is something. Yeah. And it's a little bit to make this 23 years of pain lesson. Um, he received 25 years to life. Um, his next parole hearing, because like I said, it was in 2008, was and that was for Jennifer's. Okay. Um, so, and he was denied. So his next parole will be in 2037 Perfect. when he is 93 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, from jail to hell. <gasps> yeah. Yep. Um, but Holly Ann's father felt differently than the mother because they're not together. Um, he said he, he felt he got no closure with a guilty verdict. He's like, he wants her remains so he can put her to rest. I get, I get it. And that, I, I understand that. I mean, it's just people are going to process it different. And, yeah. and uh, Donna, like, she, she comes back around. She's like, we're going to look in the wrong spot. And then she's, she's like, we're looking in the wrong spots. But she said, we'll look more into Willowbrook. Um, the truth Okay, this was the end um, quote that I think, I want to say Joshua said it. And they said, the truth is a range of possibilities, so the audience must pick one. And I thought that was pretty, pretty intense. Um, So, um, apparently, I found this letter online. Um, You can actually buy it, but I just printed it off, and I'm not spending no money for fucking Andre Rand. And he had this lover chick. Um, She was an army? I get, yeah, she was normal, I guess, if you can call it normal. Um, oh, God, he is such a gross-looking mother. Yeah, he's so nasty. Yeah. Um, this girl's name is Kelly, <laughs> which made me hey, laugh. Kelly. Kelly, you nasty girl, <laughs> even though you weren't born yet, but it's okay. fine. Okay. Um, it said, did you also view the two-hour documentary filmed about me? There is much more. I will make it worth your while for helping me. May the love of Jesus live through me for you. Sincerely, I remain a Rand. P.S. If you do not reply, I'll know that you're no longer interested. <laughs> My love and prayers will always remain for you. Thank you for one, for once again writing to me, Andre. <laughs> I just snotted all over the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Um, oh my god. Oh, plus the copy of the letter of this letter came with a photo plus hair transplant procedure. What? Okay. That's what he had wrote on here. Um another one another young lady who builds websites for the worldwide internet. When was this? Uh January fourteenth, twenty thirteen. Um, can you not? Can you not? Stupid fly trying to drink my Dr. Pepper cream yeah, for Dr. Pepper. You can't be sponsored. Nobody wants to sponsor flies. No, you're gonna just die. Um, anyways, so one other, yeah, this is January 14th, 2013 is this letter that you can apparently buy online or print it off like I did. Um, just print it. Print it. One, yeah, it's the Great Meadow Correctional Facility, Comstock, New York is where he is. Um, get out of here. Um, one other young lady who builds websites for the worldwide internet, the other gentleman who is also a resident in the hometown of my convictions, he's my outside political connection. I sent him legal documentation, which you will also receive in bulk mailings upon your earnest cooperation. Okay, it really annoys me that he has really nice handwriting. But anyways, if you're interested, there are some of the things I've been diligently working on without enough money or freedom to accomplish my goals. Copyrights and marketing for my semi-autobiography. 
authored works publishing, whether or not in or out of prison, I would still need an assistant to help me secure its completion. I would like to mail you documented proofs, all this, and much more. You'll be amazed. This all has like swiggle lighting. I'll probably post this online too. Cool. Swiggle lighting or writing? Writing, like okay. swiggle lines underneath it. Like, I just, I'll let you look at it when I'm done reading it. You cannot send stamps. I must pay for copies and postage, but I don't have the funds anytime soon. Um, New York State only pays me approximately three twenty-five biweekly. I've certified proof of all this to send you, including copies of the indemnity paperwork pending lawsuit with filed court claims. Assigned docket number, blah, blah, blah. You'll be reimbursed due time with interest. Separate sequence of payments are negotiable. Copies are 10 cents per page, 20 both sides, 16 to 25 pages with 4 to 6 stamps for mailing. I'm a no-nonsense guy and consider me trustworthy. <laughs> Every mailing will include a pink receipt returned to me showing your money deducted from my indigent institutional account to pay for the above and I will buy stamps at the commissary. Send no personal checks, no cash, only certified checks or money orders. So that's his letter. He's a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, like, if you were in this, I don't, mm, nope. I had my brain working for me, and it's not, so I, I just, like, I would have to have you start over, and there's no point in that, of, of that letter, but, like, there was something about it that was, like, if you're innocent, then you wouldn't, why are you going to be uh, buying off? That's, that's not the right word. I don't um, Selling your story? Yeah. Like, why, like, like if, if yeah. you're innocent. You why are you selling this story? Like, what? Yeah. If you got more to say, then fucking say it. So you, you should with, be screaming your Say innocence. it with your chest. Yeah. Fucking rooster up, cocky. Yeah, he's, but that is the wild and wackadoodle case of Andre Fuckface McGee. Andre so, Fuckface McGee. We call him Frank Russian, which yeah. is what he was born. He's a Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh -huh. He was. He actually shares his birthday with my friend Zeta. He's born March 11th. That's my mom's birthday. Oh yeah, your mom's birthday too. <laughs> yeah, 1944. No, not bad. Not okay. Old. Not bad. But yeah, so um, that yeah. So if you guys want to go, yeah, go watch Cropsy. It's on YouTube or uh, I have it right here. Willowbrook, the last great disgrace. Geraldo Rivero, 1972 expose, full short documentary. It's that one's 27 minutes, and then the documentary itself is over an hour. It's crazy cool. There's more articles you can look at online, and then you can, if you want to look at this letter that Andre did, I'm gonna post a picture of it on Instagram too. But it's truecrimeauctionhouse.com/letters-one/andre-ransign-letter-envelope-set. That's a lot. It's a lot. Just look up his There's name and you just that. look for True Crime Auction House and it'll be right in the first ones that you look at. But, yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. All so, right. ending on those quotes. Speaking of quotes, we've got a rabbit hole for you, my we friends. Got a rabbit hole here. And if you hear um, thunking against my microphone, I'll probably have to edit it out. There's a fly, and we're trying to entice him with some peanut butter. Yeah, because um, we took a little break because Shauna had a low, and you didn't even know oh, because, sugar. because she's a type one diabetic. Yeah, we jinxed ourselves when we told you. Okay. So, Enjoy that. So here's her rabbit hole, and she's going to do great. Okay. Thanks, sister. <laughs> okay. So for those of you babblers interested in the dark side of human nature, mass murderers hold an understandable fascination. Seemingly ordinary people who turned out to be capable of acts too monstrous to comprehend. 
Many serial killers have shown not one shred of remorse for anyone but themselves. <laughs> Once finally apprehended. So here I've got some quotey quotes from these murderers. I'm ready. There we go. Okay, so Carl Panzram. Panzram? I don't know. P-A-N-Z-R-A-M. Panzram. Panzram. Claimed to have committed 21 murders. Jesus. And over a thousand rapes. Um, um, okay. Okay, so let me just add this to the fucking grossness of myself. He was executed in 1930. Amen. And here's his quote. Gross. I believe the only way to reform people is to kill them. Okay. Yeah, Glad you're dead. Yeah, Rest you in distress. Morbid podcast. Jane Toppin. Toppin. T-O-P-P-A-N. I've, I've heard about her. Okay. Confessed to, 30, to 31 murders in 1901. She's a nurse. She was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Yes. And her quote is <laughs> that my ambition to That's have killed more people more helpless people than any man or woman who has ever lived. Yeah, she she was a nurse, and she killed people. I just listened to a story about her mm-hmm. not that long ago. Crazy I bitch. I want this to get bigger. I want that's what, to go to my next That's one. not what she said. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't look up. Or I just, what I did was I found a thing about serial killer quotes, and I found them, and I screenshotted them, and here we go. All right. Okay. Laid on me. Oh, yeah, I thought you were saying this person's name. I didn't know you said all right. I thought you said Albert. I got you now. Albert Fish? Albert Fish, also Ew. known as the Brooklyn Vampire. Barf. Also known as the Werewolf of Wisteria. Claimed He's... to have raped and eaten about 100 children. Children. Hey, guys, he was executed. Dead. In the electric chair. Glad. Wish I could have pulled the flip. 36. The flint? The flip? The flip. flip. Pull, pull the, the flip. flip. I'm fine. I'm having a low. Okay. <laughs> I always had the desire to inflict pain on others and to have others inflict pain on me. Yes, he was a freak. I always seemed to enjoy everything that hurt. The desire to inflict pain, uh, that is all that is utmost. Barf. Upper, that is what? That is all that is uppermost, okay? Uh, uppermost? He was trying to be fancy. Okay. Well, yeah, you're gross. Okay. So author, or author, no, <laughs> Arthur Shawcross, also known as the Genesee River Killer, murdered at least 14 people. That's too so many. So here's one of his quotes. Oh, God, is it funny? Or is it gross? No, 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 no. <laughs> Morbid. So it's disturbing. It's, um, Lay it on me. I took the right leg of that woman's body from the knee to the hip, took the fat off and ate it. Well, she stared at the other girl. When I bit into it, she urinated right there. Uh, uh, um, mm. I gotta go. That's uh, that's uh, the Genesee I... River Killer, <sighs> Arthur Sharpross. Arthur Dick Cross. I can't. Okay. okay. Next one. I'm Eileen Warnos. Oh. W O R N O S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster with Shirley yes, Theron. Yes, yes. yes. This crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. Killed seven men and was executed by lethal injection yeah. in 2002. Yep, yep. To me, this world is nothing but evil, and my own evil just happened to come out because of the circumstances of what I was doing. All right. <clears throat> then, I know I don't think we'll ever cover her because she's a lot of people have. And go watch the movie Monster because no, for sure. Charlize Theron is 
fucking Phenom. and she's so beautiful but she was disgusting in she, that was, she was and and it was and christina ricci yes 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 because yes. she was her girlfriend right the okay. girlfriend ended up being her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Such a good movie. Okay, lay another one. Dennis Raider. Bark. Killer. Standing for, if you're not aware, buy and torture kill. Murder ten people between 1974 and 91. His quote. Oh, garbage. Okay. When this monster entered my brain, I will never know, but it is here to stay. How does one cure himself? I can't stop it. The monster goes on and hurts me as well as society. Maybe you maybe you can stop him. I can't. I hate him. Yeah. Okay, if you yeah. guys want to go listen to something hilarious, please go listen to it's a I think it's three parts of BTK and Ash and Elena cover it on Morbid and they can't fucking stand Dennis. And it's hilarious. Elena like goes on rants and I live for it and I get it. I mean that happened right in our neck of the woods in yeah, Wichita. Sure, Granted, it was sure. before, well, even before you, you were born, it started and it was ended before I was born. But, um, yeah, uh, no, fucking Dennis. Like, everybody, if you're morbid fans, you'll you'll understand that. Okay. I don't know where the fly went. He left. He, I, he's allergic to peanut butter. Apparently, he this didn't... fly don't like either PB. No. All right. So, <laughs> sorry. Chip, sponsor sorry. us. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Edmund Kemper, better known as the co-ed butcher or simply Big Ed. I find him fascinating. I, which is so and awful. And I, I don't say, want to like, like yeah. him, but like. Well, in the way that he was uh, per- portrayed. Purple-headed purple monster. <laughs> Ed, whoa, I was trying to go out of Portrayed on Mindhunter. <laughs> Thank you. Like, he records children's books. Like, that's one of the things he does in prison. Because he's wow. still alive. He's still hanging out. He's All six right. foot eight. He's a monster. But what's his, what's his quote? What's his, his quote? quote is, Do it. I remember there was actually a sexual career. Wow. I can't. Okay. Maybe <laughs> my blood sugar isn't quite where it needs to be. Let me start that over, shall I? You're welcome. I remember there was actually a sexual thrill. You hear that little pop and pull their heads off. Um, and hold their hands up by their hair. Or their heads up by their hair. Excuse me. Whipping their heads off, their bodies sitting there, and that'd get me off. Ah, uh, 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 I can't. The pop, I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm shook it. Mm-hmm. Ed Kemper, I don't like you anymore. I'm not fascinated. That was a sexual thrill to hear that. Thrill. I. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can think about. <laughs> when you said it again, that's why I started laughing. I'm so sorry. Do you have a sexual thrill? Thrill. <laughs> Email us at G- <laughs> Mor- no, almost said morbid. Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your weird threers. Okay. Okay, thanks. Bye. This one's kind of long mm. for a quote. David Allen Gore committed six murders and was executed in 2012 after nearly 30 years on death roll. 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 All of a sudden, I realized that I had just done something that separated me from the human race, and it was, and it's, and it was something that I could never, that could never be undone. Mm. I realized that from that point on, I could never be like normal people. Oof. I must have stood there in that state for twenty minutes. I've never felt an emptiness of self like I did. Right, I, I never felt an emptiness of self like like I did right then and I will never forget that feeling 
it was like I crossed over into a realm I could never come back from. He looks like someone. Show me. Show me the things. Oh. Oh. Pause for Segundo. Mm. Okay. So <sighs> the next quoter or the next quote Quoter comes from Charles Manson. Oh. Who claims to have never have committed any murders himself, but was convicted through the joint responsibility rule after his followers and the Manson family killed several people. There's speculation there was one murder, but he was never convicted of it, but they think he may have killed one man. Well, Regardless, he's dead. Rest in distress, bitch. Morbid podcast. All right. So <laughs> Sorry, they say that, and I don't want people to be like, that's what Thatch and Elena say. But I'm like, it fits. Rest yeah. in distress, you fucking fucks. Gross. So Thanks. Manson, I've saying? killed no one. I've ordered no one to be killed. Whatever. These children who come to you with their knives, they're your children. I didn't teach them. You did. I hate him. I don't. There's my dog. There's the Zillers. She's not a fan of Manson All either. Right. So you've mentioned this gentleman several times. David Berkowitz. Hey, son of Sam, because he's a bitch and named himself. Because right. fucking dumbasses do that. Shot 13 people during the summer of 76, killing six. Shot 76. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry, that? my eyeballs. That's why I'm wearing glasses today. But I don't... Okay. You're fine. Too. I was literally singing to myself on my way home after the killing. The tension, the desire to kill a woman had built up in me is such explosive. Hold on, I have to make this bigger for my eyeballs. All right. I was literally, literally singing to myself on my way home after the killing. The tension, the desire to kill a woman had built up in such explosive proportions that when I finally pulled the trigger, all the pressure, all the tension, all the hatred had just vanished, dissipated, but only for a short time. Dude, I, that's all the barf that's in my mouth right now. The fact that I said that it sounded like a song and then he's like, I'm singing. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even know what she was going to say, but <laughs> fucking David Berkowitz. All right. So this guy looks super happy. Oh, he looks like a good time. All right. <laughs> Carl Pan's Ram. Oh, isn't that the guy didn't we started? I, okay, yeah. Okay. Are we so, back in the beginning? No, wait. I just pop, pop it, hop and hop and tap and hoop and hoop and toss. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, this isn't the same guy. Carl's Pan's Ram? Carl Pan's Ram was put to death in 1930. He reportedly spat in the executioner's face and said, Hurry it up, you hooser bastard. I could have killed a dozen men while you were screwing around. Oh, so he had two quotes. Okay, so here's... Fascinating. Okay, I don't believe in a man, nor... In a man, God, nor devil. I hate the whole damn human race, including myself. I preyed upon the weak and the harmless and the unsuspecting. This lesson I was taught by others. Might makes right. Who said that? This dude. Carl Panzram? Carl Panzram. He's very uh, philosophical. Yeah. Fucking fuck. Hope you're fucking doing all, right. all your toenails are being ripped out by Hitler and then being doused in oil and set on fire. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, God, you barf. Hitler clown. Shown for his job. Oh, dressing, dressing as a clown at children's parties. Murdered at least 33 people. He was executed in 94. That was the year after I was born. Million. <laughs> 
So his quote, a clown can get away with murder. This is cool. And that's it. <laughs> I feel like I, I've read Check that before. Checkpoint. Right. Checkpoint. made no words. Okay. Henry Lee Lucas was Ooh. convicted of murdering 11 people okay. and is serving a life sentence in prison. He's face. He's face. He's face. Okay. Here's his quote. Sex Do it. This is one of my downfalls. I get sex any way I can get it. Oh, no. I have if I have to force somebody to do it, I do. Um, I rape them. I've done that. I killed animals to have sex with them. Um and I have had sex and I've had sex while they're alive. No. Animals? What the fuck? Yeah. I'm yeah, out. He's a grossy, grossy. I'm gonna leave now. Okay, next My is house. bye. Ian Brady, along with partner <gasps> Miles. Oh, 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 the girls just covered this. Okay. It's, oh, God, he, what a fucking uh, case. was responsible for the so-called Moore's murders yep. that took place between 63 and 65 yep. in yeah, England. Yeah. And they killed five children yeah. and were sentenced to life in prison. Fucking bitches. Okay. Huh. So the quote is, we do whatever we enjoy doing, whether it happens to be Judged good or evil is a matter of uh, is a matter for others to decide. <clears throat> um, no, yeah, they just it's a three parter with morbid. Go listen to it right now when you're done listening to this episode because yeah, it's and after you watch after you watch that you're just gonna be up all night. Yeah, the, it's, it's a bonkers banana. I've never heard of it. Like half these stories, I'm I'm like I've always been into true crime but not like delved into it and then. You know, Kelly got me started on Morbid, and now we're doing our own podcast. But, oh, my God. It's going to be a four-parter, but they they wrapped up the whole story. But what they do, mm. oh, God. You you made me just listen to it. And okay. Just, just relax one day and just listen to it because it's so crazy. Oh, man. Okay. Do you have more? I do. Do I it. Do. Lay it on me. H.H. H. Holmes, Blech. one of the first documented serial killers, confessed to 27 murders. Ew. Although it's thought the figure could be as high as 200. They say he could also be From Jack the Ripper. 27 to 200. <laughs> he was hanged in 1896, Amen. and his neck did not break. Yep. It took him 15, over 15 minutes to die. Mm-hmm. His quota lunar is, I was born with the devil in me. I cannot help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world, and he has been with me ever since. What is this voice? This is A.J. Holmes' voice. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, so <funny. laughs> that's so great oh man all right i wasn't prepared for that right. so i've got two three four i got several okay okay keep it going enjoy right. this jeffrey dahmer uh, oh um he's the reason he's one of the first serial killers i really looked into because my dad was <laughs> alive around that time uh aka the milwaukee cannibal yep. was killed by a Fellow prison mate in 1994, following okay. his conviction for the murder of 15 people. Boys. His crimes involved rape, necrophilia, and cannibalism. Mm -hmm. Okay, so his Box quote, of dicks in his closet. Box of dicks, bag of dicks, he's a dick. My consuming lust was to experience their bodies. Oh. I viewed them as objects. Objects? Whoa, as objects, as strangers. 
Mm-mm. It is hard for me to believe a human being could have done what I've done. Yeah, yeah I watched an interview with him, and he, they're like, if you wouldn't have got caught, he's like, oh, yeah, I'd have kept going. Fucking sick ass. So bonkers. Okay, so there's two vampire people. Peter Curtin, known as the vampire of Dusseldorf. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, killed seven people and attacked many others. Dusseldorf. Yeah. He admitted to drinking the blood of at least one victim. Oh, <clears> he um, was executed by guillotine in 1931. Whoa. Where, where, does it say where he committed his crimes? Mm, Dusseldorf? No, I don't know. Peter Curtin, vampire. I'm going to. I'm going to. So, wow. I spelled it way wrong. German. Assume. He was German. <gasps> we have German listeners. Hey. Hello? Hi. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> After Cologne, Germany. My head has been chopped off. Will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sounds of my blood gushing from my neck? Um that would be the bless the best pleasure to end all pleasures, was his quote. They say you're you're conscious for like 20 seconds after your head's removed. So he from wants you. to hear his. So he probably heard it from his neck. Oh God. Well, this one's. I don't like this it. This one's. Give it to me. Okay, John Hague, okay. better known as the acid bath murderer. Um, what? Killed at least six people in Britain. He was executed in 1949. Now let me make this big. There's his quote. Okay. In my dream, I see before me a forest of crucifixes, which gradually turn into trees. No. At first, there appears to be dew of rain dripping from the branches. But as I approach, I realize it's blood. Um, Suddenly, the whole forest begins to writhe. The trees, stark and erect, ooze blood. Why you say erect? Oh, that's what he said. I didn't say it. I know. I just repeated it. A man goes to each tree, catching the blood in a cup. What the fuck? When his cup is full, he approaches me. Mm-mm. Drink, he says, but I am unable to move. Okay. Well, enjoy permanent Peter sleep Hague. paralysis. You fucking Peter fuck. Hager. I don't hate. All right, here we go, Mister Bundy. <gasps> Ted Bundy. Ted Bunders. Bunders. Ted Bundy confessed Bundy. to thirty homicides before. Homicides before he it was exe- oh my gosh okay before his execution in the electric chair in 1989 he looked so peaceful when he was dead it was really unsettling I saw his death okay. photo no well yeah don't look at it so okay. he agrees his quote yeah. <laughs> you learn that you need to kill to take care of the details it's the change it's like changing oh yeah okay okay so sorry okay I remember this one I'm like oh do it. You learn that you need to kill and to take care of the to take care of the details. It's like changing a tire. The first time you're careful. By the thirtieth time, you can't even remember where you left the lug wrench. Um, get out. <laughs> All right. He's so gross. Peter Sutcliffe, also oh, known as the yeah, Yorkshire yeah. Ripper. I've heard of him. Was convicted of the murder of thirteen women mm. and, and the attempted murder of Further seven. He Jesus. was arrested in 81 and, and is still in prison. Oh, good. Hope he does. Okay. Soon. His quote, the woman I killed were filth bastards. What? Prostitutes who were littering the streets. I was just cleaning up the place a bit. Fuck off. Richard Ramirez. Ah! Palatosis breath. <laughs> the night stalker. 
the committed the I will never have a love for this podcast again. I am so sorry, babblers. Um, (laughs) Committed 13 murders. He died from complications related to his B-cell lymphoma after 23 years in death row. Amen. His quote, I've killed 20 people, man. I love all that blood. (laughs) What? That's his fucking quote. I've killed 20 people, man. I love all that blood. If you've looked into him. That's the end of my quotey quote. Or but, their quotes. Yeah. My quotes. No, no. Jonah's quotes would be just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. Be shocked. <laughs> what? Nonsense. Well, this is a good ass. That was crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Some I've read things about like what the Night Stalker said. He was just like he was like whatever, man. Yeah. Chill. Like what else? Bro? All the blood, man. Like fuck yeah, Satan, rock on. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> like. You're just a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Um, so, <laughs> now that we're wrapping this up, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we are now on podchaser.com slash buddybabblespodcast. You can rate and review us there if you don't have Apple. Um, cause, but if you do have Apple and listen on Apple podcasts, please rate, review, and comment. Um, tell us if we're amazing. If we're trash, I'm going to read it and be really upset. So don't okay, do that. But, but, but if you do feel we're not great, tell us what we can do to make it better. Constructive opposed- criticism yes. is very welcome, but please don't be an asshole because we're sensitive and we'll all cry. Well, no, um, that might be, well, maybe hopefully those listeners aren't going to be like, yes, that's my quote. Oh, I like it off and I'm gonna, hurting people. Yeah. Don't that we don't kink shame, but don't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, podchaser.com. Um, and then also, yeah, we now have patreon.com slash bloody babbles podcast where you can go. There's three different tiers. Um, if you want to go donate that way instead of doing it through Anchor, I know that's a, a, a lot of people know how to navigate through Patreon easier. So if you're feeling so inclined, because like we said, we've got some goodies under our belts that are going to be coming your way if you become a donor. Donator. Words. I don't think donator is a word. Donate T. <laughs> just give us. Just if you're feeling so inclined. Donate. Thanks. Donate. Thanks. Now that you've <laughs> stopped listening. Um, uh, intro music, fantasy and world music by the Fikers. Check them out on YouTube. Um, thank you to the people that Nicole's about to list who have talked about us on their podcast oh my gosh yes and um you guys have already heard the center cut um and their ad um we've got the uh midwest oh crap (laughs) okay no hold on let me get to that (laughs) email um yeah uh midwest hey Stop. Midwest Meltdown. Okay. Literally what I'm having right this second. <laughs> Midwest Meltdown. They're, um, it's Josh and Zach. They're pretty freaking rad. They're um, originally from Wisconsin, but they don't live there anymore, and I'm not going to tell you where they live because you don't need to go find them and kill them. Okay, thanks. Um, hey, thanks, Josh and Zach. Yeah, they're thanks super – and they they um, they get on and talk about video games, which I, it's actually kind of fun to listen to. I'm not a gamer, but I'm like – they talked about Mario Kart. In, or Mario something. And I'm like, I met me felt all the nostalgia because that's what me and my brothers used to play. But yeah, they get on and they talk about different video games and just different things. Um, video games, drinking, and attempting to solve world's problems. I get it! 
She Sorry, killed it. I killed the fly. <laughs> killed the fly. Mission accomplished. <laughs> so yeah, check out Josh and Zach on the Midwest Meltdown, and then um, live with Big Bruh. Nice. <laughs> You'll be hearing his podcast ad from us as well. Like the podcast universe is pretty freaking awesome, actually. Like I've made so many new friends. We everybody's networking to get everybody out into the world and in your ear holes. So you'll be hearing more ads from them frequently. Um, so I think that's pretty awesome. I want to shout out to um, our friend Lauren. She is from Arizona. And it finally showed up that you're one of the states that listens, Lauren. So Lauren is super freaking awesome. We met through um, Serial Chillers, which is a podcast that um, has paused temporarily, but they're slowly going to be getting back into it. Mm-hmm. It's ran like a game show. So if you haven't gone to listen, they have a little like over 100 episodes. I think I'm on like episode like 70 something. And there, it's Jesse and Hella Greg, and they're fucking amazeballs. And Lauren, I adore you, and you're so darn sweet. And she always shares our stuff on Facebook. Thank um, you. And if you want to follow us, go to our Facebook page. Um, it's just facebook.com, uh, Bloody Babbles Podcast. Instagram is Bloody Babbles Podcast. That's where I post all of our info about what our podcast episodes are about. So you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bloody Babbles. Send us an email. Bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com and again, patreon.com slash bloodybabblespodcast if you're feeling so inclined to give us money to give you things. Yeah. <laughs> and to help us to and make help our podcast better. Even better. 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 <laughs> so until next week, I hope everybody has a rad day and don't let people come in your house and sleep with the doors locked and don't talk to strangers and don't give people a ride or hitchhikers if they don't have a passenger seat in their car. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we love you. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Babylon. Babylon. What's good, people? This is your boy, Big Bruh. I'm the host of Live with Big Bruh, a podcast where I keep it raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered, always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out. Live with Big Bruh is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and share it, and while you're at it, tell your friends tell their friends to do the same thing you can find me on instagram facebook or twitter at live with big bruh and remember they can hold you but they can't stop you big bruh out